Welcome to the Develop Yourself Podcast. We teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by developing yourself, developing your skills, your habits, your network, and more. My name is Aaron Hayslip. I am one of the co-hosts, and today it's just me. I'm going to be talking about what this recession has to do with your ability to become a software engineer. So whether you're thinking about doing a boot camp, you've been teaching yourself, you're in a boot camp, you recently graduated boot camp, you currently are job searching. I want to kind of give you some thoughts, encouragement, advice, and just real talk. I mean, maybe you shouldn't do this at all. Is that what's happening? Is software engineering declining and going away? So we're going to dive into that in a few minutes here. Thanks for thanks for joining. All right, so I'm probably a few weeks late on this episode as there's been a lot of stuff in the news, obviously, with companies doing layoffs. Um, big companies, small companies, obviously the, the biggest headlines here are going to be things like Meta slash Facebook. Uh, we've, we've seen Amazon do layoffs. Basically, every big tech company that's got tons of software engineers has done significant layoffs in the last six months or so, really heating up here in probably the last two months. Now, to be honest, this has got a lot of people sort of in our circle fairly worried, right? If, if you're thinking about doing a boot camp or you are doing a boot camp or you've done one, um, you know, even for us, we've got several grads looking for jobs as Parsi graduates, and they are sort of freaking out of, man, if it's hard for normal software engineers, right? If it's hard for them to get software engineering jobs, how am I going to land my first job. And I want to settle your fears a little bit here and just give you some real talk, right? Some some non-emotional, logical conversation about this whole job transition during this time. Because it's true, we we might be and you know, depending on who you talk to, we already are in a significant financial recession. And if you follow the news too much, you're, you're just going to be overwhelmed and ultimately defeated that, you know, this isn't possible. But I think that's the wrong way to think about this. So I want to start by backing up and just thinking through what's happened the last several years, especially since probably about 2019, since COVID in our economy, um, specifically what's happened in tech. And then I want to look at what's the prognosis for being a software engineer, that job searching process, what should you be doing right now? I mean, does this change how you should approach the job search if you're a bootcamp grad? And then I have a couple contrarian thoughts in terms of word of advice of, of what this should cause you to think about or what the lesson should be learned here if this is you know one of the first big recessions or economic downturns that, that you're experiencing in your professional life. Because for many of us, it is, right? Like whenever... The 2007, 2008 thing happened back then. I was so young that it didn't really affect me. It affected my parents. I didn't really know that it did. You know, I I don't know. I was just, I guess, a a dumb teenager. Um, But I was so young that I didn't really realize what had happened or what it felt like before, during, or after the recession. And then I think COVID was such a short recession that many of us have sort of, you know, depending on the situation you were in then and are in now, you kind of already have forgotten about that. So let's talk about COVID and tech and our economy and what happened. Now, full disclosure, obviously, I'm not an economist. Um, I have zero, next to zero expertise on this, but I've got some thoughts on it. So I want to set the stage first on what happened. So 
if you remember when COVID lockdowns happened, everyone talked about, and this was at least what was happening in the news, the stock price of uh, Netflix and Zoom and all these other companies, Peloton, right? The, the things that you could do at home were really ramping up um, th- because obviously, I mean, you're at home, you're, you're watching Netflix, you're doing tons of Zoom meetings. That's what work, um, even school for everyone else, uh, for students, for elementary school kids, everybody, that's what it was. It was Zoom. And then obviously you weren't going to a gym anymore. So everyone bought Pelotons. Now we own a Peloton. We didn't buy a a COVID Peloton, but we we did buy a Peloton recently. And I think we wouldn't have known about Peloton if it wasn't for for COVID. So all to say, obviously during COVID, a lot of these companies got inflated. Now I don't want to, you know, use that word necessarily because it's not the same thing as inflation, but it's it's a similar concept, right? These these companies got a ton of cash pumped in them into them by us, right? So but recession wasn't a conversation that started with COVID. If you remember back in 2019, the economy had a long run and had been having a really great long run since the previous Great Recession. And everyone was talking about when is there going to be another one? It almost became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, COVID kind of you know, came in and, and shut down the conversation and overwhelmed it. But I think it was going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy anyway, because everyone was talking about that, you know, it's, it's been about time. It's almost like you, whenever you've got, you know, a string of good luck and good things keep happening and keep happening and keep happening, there's a part of you that's fearful of, okay, this probably means something bad is going to happen, which isn't logical. I don't know what you believe about the universe and karma and all that. I don't, I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff, but it almost feels like, when good things happen, they're to be followed by bad things. And probably the reason why we feel like this is because that's usually how it happens, right? There are, you know, uh, seasons of economic uh, increase, and then there are seasons of economic decrease. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of thinking about recessions. So anyway, even before COVID happened, we were already thinking about a recession, we were already thinking about that it might happen. Now, in line with that, some other things were going on, right? Interest rates. Now, we probably all know about this already, and, and I'm, again, the least of experts on this, but interest rates were so low during this season. I remember this because I refinanced my mortgage for somewhere around 2%, which just means that getting cash was very inexpensive for everybody, for a home buyer, for buying houses. That's why we saw the housing market boom like it did. If you were a business borrowing money to fund a project, whatever it was, money was cheap, cash was cheap. So I say that to finally get to the point of what we're talking about, which is tech companies and layoffs. During this time before COVID, and then especially during COVID, right? companies hired like crazy. You probably remember me even saying this maybe on the podcast or on LinkedIn that I've never seen the job market be so nutty for software engineers. People were hunting down software engineers like mad. I mean, just straight up desperate. I mean, the 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 fees that I would see recruiters taking on um, was insane. I mean, even me. I mean, we uh, we we started this company called Devment for Web three engineers. And the primary 
financial model of this company was built on the fact that once we had senior level Web3 grads, we could charge companies massive fees. I'm talking like 25% fees, 25% of their first year salary for placing these graduates. Now, even though companies are full of people and are made up of people, companies are not people. They're their own organisms, right? There are their institutions, their businesses in the end. And their purpose is to generate money, to make profit. And you get the profit by making sure that your income obviously is more than your expenses. So at any given point in time, a company has the ability to manipulate their profit by either generating more income or reducing their expenses. And for most companies, the largest line item they have, their biggest expense our employees. So unfortunately, you will see employees getting onboarded like mad when the money is good and import and and offloaded or laid off when the money is not good, when the money gets tight. So whenever you look at all these companies suddenly laying off their tech workers, their software engineers, what should your conclusion be? Your conclusion could be Software engineering isn't a stable job. These aren't necessary careers. But I think that would be the wrong assessment to make. The correct assessment is due to the excess money that existed for businesses. So this was not only low interest rates, a booming economy, but then we got COVID and to be honest, you know, these rescue plans, we got money printed by the government pumped in to the economy. These companies, the way that they grew or were to grow was to hire more people, right? If, if there's a scarce resource that everyone needs to grow in tech, it's software engineers. And so the more that we can hire software engineers, and part of that being competitive is paying them more, the more money that we have, the more that we can actually get those software engineers, the more that we can hire them, the better our company will be, the, the, the faster we can grow. And obviously, this story happens all the time. You fly too close to the sun. No tech company thought that they could be harmed necessarily during this period of time. Yet, it all came to a screeching halt. Because inflation was so out of control, the feds decided to raise the interest rates that put most of us as consumers on high alert. We stopped borrowing money. Money was no longer as cheap as it was. And companies with this mission to maximize profit and maximize shareholder value started laying people off. But none of us should be surprised by this, right? Basically, all these companies were inflated during this season, this last run, and especially inflated during the pandemic because they're tech companies. And, you know, obviously, we've been used to working remotely as software engineers for forever. And then when things went south, they just burned off what they have. So are we in a much different position than we were in, in say 2017, 2018? Probably not. I, I think you should think about it like that. Right now, the job market is pretty much normalizing. I mean, it's not, it's, it's still far better than it was, you know, um, five, especially 10 years ago for software engineers. It's, it's only gotten better. It's only expanded more. These companies have only gotten bigger and made more money. So just the perspective is from a year ago, how are we doing? Well, stock prices are down, but over the long term, they're really not. So what do I think the implications then are for those of us who are in the learn to code community hoping to become software engineers? 
I think it's the following. One, ultimately, if your thesis is that you love to build, you love tech, you want to be a software engineer, then your thesis is going to prevail because it's a great job, right? It's going to pay a lot of money with great benefits for the foreseeable future. There probably won't be a time over the next 20 years where this isn't the case, right? And there'll be ups and downs, right? There'll be lots of uh, volatility here and there because that's just the way life works and the economy works. But overall, I think this is a very strong thesis. So if you were thinking about doing it, do not be deterred by short-term negativity. That being said, you do need to prepare yourself, right? You need to be realistic. I think it's going to take longer for boot camp grads to find jobs than perhaps it was previously. I think you need to be ready for a longer job search. Now, I caveat that with the following. If you want to go fast, you can go fast. You can get a job quickly as a boot camp graduate, but you have to be willing to work crazy hard and set yourself apart. We have an episode previously on this podcast titled Land Your First Coding Job. It's episode number eight. And I would still back 100% of the advice given there. If you follow that relentlessly, then I think you will you will do well. Which, by the way, we are doing something starting in January. It has really nothing to do with coding necessarily, but it's called 90 Days of Action. It's a friend of mine and myself. We are taking 90 days. We're going to write two or three outcomes we want to have true of us in our lives at the end of those 90 days. And we're going to make one to four commitments for each outcome that we're going to commit to doing daily or weekly, depending on what the commitment is. So for example, want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days, then your commitment might be track all of your calories every day for 90 days. I think I said 30, I meant 90, 90 days. Do you want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days? Then one commitment you might make is to track all of your calories every day for 90 days. And we've got a community built around keeping you accountable. You have to submit weekly check-ins and you have to come in. You have to register for the program with an accountability partner and you have to pay $500. So it's $250 each for you and your accountability partner. If your partner checks in every week, well, we're going to have these weekly check-ins for 90 days, they get all of, you get all of your money back and vice versa. So if your partner succeeds, you get your money back if you succeed, your partner gets their money back. So there's some built-in financial um, risk here if, if you don't succeed in this. So if you're looking for a job, I'd say that in the period of January to April, these 90 days, the first quarter, Q1 of 2023, this is a great thing to get into. Um, it's, it's ultimately free. It's called 90 Days of Action. Go to 90daysofaction.com. And literally, my friend Scott and I, we're doing this because him and I have some big things we want to do. And we were going to hold each other to this. It's, it's basically 90 days of you can't learn. You're not reading books. You're not listening to podcasts. You can do coding stuff if that's what your your um, is part of your uh, your mission. But instead of learning and trying to consume, it's about what if you just took action? What if you do something? Instead of making a list of companies to email, what if you just started emailing companies or reaching out to people? So anyways, I'm kind of uh, blabbing about that, but that's one way. So I do think this is still a great place to land, becoming a software engineer. Now, I think it's also a good thing that it makes you figure out whether this is something you want to do or not. Because I think a lot of us, myself included, I'll be honest, during this season of economic boom, we 
bought into the hype, right? Um, crypto is seeing a ton of this. Now, I still think crypto is a long-term good investment in terms of, I think, blockchain technology will continue to grow in adoption and use cases. But if you bought Bitcoin this time last year, you have lost a ton, a ton of money. And that's because so much of this was just hyped up, right? So I think it's good that the hype is burning off and that the people who actually want to be here for the right reasons are going to still be here. All right, y'all, those are my thoughts. Happy holidays. Please DM me on LinkedIn. My link will be in the show notes here. If you if you have any thoughts or, or questions on this, I, I want to answer uh, questions anyone might have on job searching during what feels like a um, economic downturn because I think there are some things you might need to do. No, I, I fucking don't actually. You know, I really think you shouldn't change a thing. You should just do it harder with, with more confidence. All right, that does it for today's episode of the Develop Yourself podcast. If you want to learn more about becoming a software engineer with our code school, Parsity, visit parsity.io. That's P-A-R-S-I-T-Y dot I-O. It's just like Varsity, but with a P. You got to parse the code instead of being on, on Varsity or something. Yeah. All right. And then also, if you want to do Dev30, we've got another Dev30 coming up, which is a 30-day JavaScript program. Go to dev30.xyz. Of course, I mentioned 90 days of action, 90daysofaction.com. If you want to commit to something hardcore for 90 days, it's only being offered once, Q1. It's free, unless you fail, unless you don't finish it, and then it, you have to pay. Um, and finally, check out Peter's links to his his YouTube uh, channel that, you know, I hope he's keeping up to date. Shout out, Peter. Are you keeping up to date? Is your YouTube videos coming up? And check out his course from junior to senior. If you've been a software engineer for a little bit, you're looking to up your game. All right, we'll see y'all next week.